You're listening to Art Heroes Podcast, the show to help you thrive as a digital artist. Tune in to learn how to transform your passion into a career. Get inspired by other kick-ass 2D and 3D artists and find out what it takes to be an art hero. Hi guys, this is Maria JD. I'm your host at Art Heroes Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And for those of you who are just joining us for the first time, Art Heroes is a podcast for professional artists to help you grow as a digital artist, personally, professionally, and keep enjoying your career. Before I introduce our guest today, I actually have an important announcement. We at Art Heroes are opening registrations for the waitlist of likeness program and we're really really excited about it because we've been working on it for over six months i bet it's been like now close to nine months and it's something that uh, does not exist yet in the industry and we really want to push the limit for everyone out there who's into realism into digital doubles into 3d humans so guys make sure you uh, check out i'm leaving the link here just under the video or in the show notes if you're listening to us in the audio form so likeness program waitlist registrations are now open go check it out and i'm happy to bring the guest for this episode so today I'm talking with Jorge Bompar. Jorge is a 2D animator by life, I would say. He started working on paper and transitioned to using pretty much every software that exists out there. And he animates in his free time for his main job and he just knows pretty much everything about it so i'm really excited to ask jorge all of my questions about animation and about becoming a kick-ass 2d animator jorge welcome to the show all right jorge we're now live thanks so much for coming on the show and guys again this is jorge bombard today uh i bet it's the first uh, 2d animator we're having at art heroes podcast and it's our first podcast this year so both things are pretty amazing uh jorge welcome to the show and thank you so much for coming Thank you very much, Maria. Hi to everyone there. How are you? Hope you have a wonderful year or start of the year. Exactly. Yeah, that's a new year, like a whole 365 opportunities to have a great day ahead. (laughs) Um, Jorge, so (laughs) as we always do, um, I would let you introduce yourself first. Um, Yeah, because uh, I know... I know your art and I know that you're an Argentinian based in Barcelona for the moment, but that's not going to be the statues for for much longer. Well, anyway, and uh, um, yeah, just go ahead and um, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Maria Jorge Bompar. I'm a 2D animator working with animation over 20 years now. Uh, I've been working for uh, films, uh, TV commercials, and now I'm working with video game projects. And I'm I'm living in Barcelona. I'm from Argentina. And how did you uh, how did you get started with the with the whole thing? And how long you've been in the industry? Well, it's funny because um, since I was little, really little, I was very interested in the animation. 
And at that time, we are talking about the 90s, something like that, uh, or something like, I don't know, 90s. <laughs> and um, there, there wasn't too much to do back okay. there, you know, like schools or, or places where you can learn to do that. Also, it wasn't unthinkable to live from that. So I um, found a little ad on the newspaper that they were recruiting artists, uh, new artists, uh, for a secret, uh, secret project at the moment. <laughs> okay. And that ended up being a, a series for uh, television. So I started working there. It was 1998. Okay. And I just started 2D animation there even though I was doing my own researches on the past years, but not much information as YouTube or something like that, that you can find. So that nowadays. was back in Argentina. Back in Argentina, yes, in Buenos Aires. In Buenos and Aires. so was it like, help me understand that you actually like had mm, very minimal skills before you got the job or you already knew something? I, well, I was very skilled at drawing, for example. Okay. And at uh, that moment, animation was made like the old-fashioned way, like on Disney movies, you know, like with the with the big, big desks, animation desks with the light, the backlight, and uh, the flipping and drawing on paper, actually. And that in that moment was the first time the technology becomes to came in into the animation field, uh, and you have to scan all the drawings. So uh, I used to draw a lot. Uh, I had my own acknowledgments of animation that I learned by being curious, I guess. And they test my skills. And right away, I started working with, with animation there. And I start, started learning uh, the fundamental in animation, working with people, with talented people, you know? So it was like on the go. You, I was working, but I was learning also. It was a really interesting process. Wow, how crazy. Like, yeah, it sounds really. almost like a dream transition. Like, literally just taking... Unexpected, the, the skill, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. So um, tell me one thing, since you had to go through this whole learning process yourself, what do you think is the most important skill for... Uh, animator since you had to transition yourself from an artist to an animator like, what's yeah, the difference I, just in between knowing how to draw and knowing how to animate yeah that's the big difference because as an animator i think you have to be very critic and also has have a, a in detail look of things I always remember like playing myself, like looking at the movement of the leaves, for example. And uh, I think what is different from an animator from, a, I mean, not different, but it's really important as an animator is to, to have the ability to catch things that for the normal eye maybe are unseen, you know? And uh, for me, okay, as a, designer or uh, hand draw guy, it was easy for me to draw anything I wanted, but to give a sense 
to that drawing and uh, I'm thinking about how it's going to move or or, or or just looking at it like live, uh, I think that's the main issue of uh, and the most important thing for the animators. You can be an excellent drawer or you can uh, be uh, not that good actually, but for the animation industry, I think the most important thing is the timing that you have on things and the ability to look at things in a different way. Because you are expressing with movement and with attitude on some things that are not easily recognizable by, by anyone else. So in my opinion, that is. Yes, very interesting. Um, I was just going to say that um, when I was preparing for, for our chat, I looked at your art station and I'm just going to pull up uh, the, the video now. And so for guys that are listening to this in uh, uh, podcast form, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes to the project that I'm talking about. You show composition breakdown. So um, uh, multiple layers of one project and for me it was a little bit of an uh, not like an eye-opener but it was just definitely a new way of looking at things that every layer is animated yeah and every animation has its purpose i think from my point of view in my opinion that should be the most important thing it it doesn't has to be with everything moving all the time you know but that they move and interact like uh, in an interesting way that you can tell something, even though you are just blinking your eyes, for example. Yeah. What I noticed is that, for example, um, in and I started after after watching this composition breakdown on your portfolio, I started noticing this in other animations that there is a shade uh, moving, there is then I don't know like a leaf falling at the same time, an eye blink on the front, and then maybe something else just like uh, uh, let's say raindrops in the back, and all of this create. All of this is animation, but would, of course, like as a just a user, you know, you don't as a non-animator, you don't initially see that. That's the way. That's the way I see it, actually. For instance, when I have a one commission or I'm working on something, I don't know. It's hard to tell, but when I saw the picture, I can see exactly what it should be like moving. Okay. Sometimes. I don't move things at all, but the precise movement or the the main movement of what at least I want to to show uh, covers all of that. So sometimes and yeah, in sometimes in other ways there is chaos everywhere, and I'm trying to to get very detailing things and and and. But as, as I said, for me as an animator. Um, for me, a good animator should not be moving things, but giving things a character, an intention. Okay. You can move a bug, of course, but there is a millions and millions ways of moving a box. It depends on how do you want that the attitude of that box should be. So for me, that's really important, not just moving things, because animators give life doesn't move things that's the difference wow you put your own personality and your own perspective from that i love that 
I love that quote that animators <laughs> give life, not move things. I think it's a, it's a really yeah. it's a really good way of looking at it. It's a really confusing um, definition for animation, you know, because in these times you have all the tools at your availability. You know, you can you can use anything anything to do animation and for me that is the main part it doesn't it doesn't matter the, the the tool that you are using but the result of that you can use many tools you have you can have a lot of acknowledgement of everything but you can do things just one two or three two uh, one or two uh tools you know or and and or softwares or whatever but the the main important things is the way you are going to tell that right right so when was like talking about tools when was the last time you used paper to animate Oof, it's been a while now um yeah 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 many years ago now because also as the the tablets and, and ipads and everything came out it was like more easier to be working on the way you know you you cannot depend on some place to settle and work and make the animations i also continue doing 2d animation but using apps and using my tablet as a tool because i can work on the go if i'm on the train on the beach uh after having a lunch or whatever if i have i'm waiting for someone and just take out my tablet and start drawing and start animating things um so i think it's been 10 years or or so that i'm not working on paper actually for animation wow. okay well i actually expected it to yeah. be even more i thought you were going to say something like yeah 20 years or <laughs> so, no because it's funny i used to i used to make these little flip books you know yeah so i count that as a paper animation <laughs> yeah 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 it is during it the is. summer for example i used to buy, used to buy little books little have white books where I used to draw and do my flip books on the way. So I take that as a paper animation also. It is, it is. Uh, although it's not of the formal animation on paper that you expect to do, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's been, I think, yeah, 10, 15 years, sure. Do you know if there's, that's just out of curiosity, do you know if there are any studios or um, I don't know, projects that are currently done on paper or pretty much the whole industry has transitioned to fully digital? No, nowadays, I don't know any 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 studio that keeps, keeps on working on paper. I think some shows on, at Nickelodeon, I think they were using uh, these old techniques because it was a requirement for the artistic part, like mm -hmm. they wanted to look exactly... Uh, but no, no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure they are keep on doing it on paper. Yeah. No, of course. I don't know. That, maybe I'm wrong. I, yeah, I yeah, but that makes sense. I mean, I was just like, you know, that's a that's a freaky question. I, I'm sure you can, we can, you know, like find someone really weird, but that's not a norm. Yeah. Just want to make sure. Although I I know I know what I know is that um, in some productions, still the backgrounds are made hand painted. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just different aesthetics. Yeah. Yeah. But for the animation, I think it's a very complex and, 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 and expensive uh, way of 
of being in a production that is still working with <laughs> for yeah, the yeah. storage, for the value of things, yeah, for the yeah, yeah. for the fast movement. Also, you need to see things faster. So, I don't think the animation precisely. Yeah, no, of course. So, you know, like, and coming back to digital tools, can you share a little bit about like your favorite tools? And I don't know if there is anything that you can recommend to people who are just, you know, who want to get started um, or um, just practice animating different, um, yeah, just different stuff. So, I mean, professionally and yeah. personally, I guess it's a different workflow and different set of tools, right? Yeah, actually, I've been asked a lot of that uh, on I my bet. social media about softwares and uh, recommendations and what do I use and what is my... That's why, even though I do not have enough time to make tutorials, for example, I used to upload and the process of what my animation looked like because, uh, because of, those, of these questions. I mean, uh, for um, what's my favorite tools? Well, I I really try a lot of softwares in the industry, like uh, well, of course, Toboom or uh, TV Paint. TV Paint is more 2D feel like animation. Toboom, you can also do that, but you have the ability to work with bones. That is another type of animation that came out with this kind of softwares, you know, where you put bones on the illustrations and you can move the bones so you don't okay. have to all the time be drawing things. Um, in video games, there's a software called Spine. There is a software that it was designed for people from the animation background, but also the mobile games industry. So it is it's prepared for that, but when I get to know that software, because I've been required from a project and, and I have to learn to use it, I started to see the potential of this software. So I noticed it was uh, really high actually, and I started to experimenting with it, with different kinds of animations and not only for video games. And, um, Nowadays, that's my main tool, uh, Spine and After Effects, of course, to make the compositions, the music edit and stuff. But uh, what I recommend to people who wants to get in deeper into the animation and mm -hmm. don't know what to do, uh, there are many softwares, of course, and there are many tutorials there in YouTube and you can find information almost of everything now. Focus on what you want to achieve first, and okay. then try try to find try to find the limitations of the tool you are using because all of the softwares nowadays work almost the same actually, and you can get the same results. It doesn't matter. It it doesn't mean that your your work is going to be better if you use one program or another. You know. Yeah. Um, it depends on how on the way you use it. So my recommendation is to find a software that is used to you and you feel comfortable with and experimenting with that, not just 
uh, get frustrated at the first at first and changing all the time of software because you cannot solve something. I don't know. Uh, that's the way I used to work when I met some new uh, software or program or I tried to explore it a lot. Actually, I'm not a 3D guy. Actually, I, I really love 2D. 2D is my life. So I never dedicate myself to do things into the 3D area, although I should because I've been told that I could be really good at that. Uh, but it's not a tool that it suits me, actually. Okay. Interesting. I'm Actually, like I wanted to ask that too. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask that too. How far you are from 3D? And actually, if you see, um, like, there is a major difference in animating 2D versus 3D. Well, I mean, I guess there is, but I was just mm -hmm. like, I'm wondering what 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 are these differences from your perspective as a 2D animator? Yeah, even though now we are in a technological in time that uh, we found a really good stuff made on, on 3D. For me, the 2D have this special thing, this special connection with the hand, you know? Uh, and even though if you are using difficult uh, digital tools to, to make them, I don't know, I feel like the 2D is more approachable to people and more um, in so, some sort of way, more likable like okay. more funny, more uh, warmer. I don't know. It's it's something like the perception of of the of the technique on the animation. Although I I, I repeat, I saw really good stuff doing in three D imitating the two D. But yes, it doesn't. I don't find it like it's not necessary for me. You know, like if you wanted yeah. to do it in two D, making it two D. But <laughs> I don't know. Um, I've never been captured that much by the 3D. Although I worked in many projects, uh, most of them are commercial TV, TV commercials with 3D, like coordinating, or I don't know, sometimes we make the 2D animation before and the 3D also captures that movement, but not directly. I think it's not my time yet, although I'm a little bit interested in it, I think it's not the right time for me to start doing things in 3D. I have okay. too many things to learn still from the 2D world that I'm, I enjoy much that process and that look and that. Yeah. I yeah, think no, it's warmer. Just, I think it's aesthetic. more, you get yeah. more the artist. So um, I actually have a couple of uh, more of, you know, like professional side of this uh, related questions, although, well, pretty much that's what we're talking anyway. But uh, I was curious also what's the <laughs> timeline normally of, you know, like one project. So let's say when you're hired for a gig, um, like how much time would you take to animate a scene? I don't even know how that's measured. Is it measured per minute? Is it measured per like um like can you talk to me a little bit about timing so how long would it take you as an artist to produce a certain amount of work for the client or for the project yeah well my last three years i've been working um on a studio i was i was not doing uh freelance things because i didn't have time actually and this project was for a video game Okay. Uh, so there we have some deadlines 
but in this case, in this kind of project, I always, I only did the animation. Sometimes. So, uh, because even though you're working with uh, with digital animation, you can leave things on rough, and then you have an assistance that that uh, like the process of two uh, D traditional. You know that this yeah. assistance takes care of uh, cleaning up everything and complete the sequence. But um, so I cannot exactly say because after that you have other process to make that okay. other people take care. Okay. But if I have to speak for one of my personal projects or my animations that I used to upload on the on the yeah. social media, because most of the of the professional things I cannot upload because of um, NDA, NDA and stuff and correct things. Yeah. So. Um, if you want to know about, I don't know, maybe the animations I have on Instagram or so, uh, I can, it can take me like between a week and two weeks to make a final animation. Okay. Okay. Uh, because I have to dedicate some time uh, after work to do this. And sometimes I can, I cannot, I have other obligations, so I cannot be all the time. But I would say, yeah, uh, a week and two for, uh, I don't know, maybe one minute of animation with sounds and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. And what would be, you know, a typical project for, uh, if assuming you were taking freelancing gigs, what would be a typical project uh, that you could work on as a freelancer because studio obviously you've got a big team you're part of you know the whole like a big project yeah so what happens with freelancing then well um at the beginning i was not taking commissions uh, and i was not doing freelancing but this last year i did because uh, i i i am very lucky actually to get all of these commissions all the time and people write me and and ask me about my availability to participate in projects and stuff so i have the chance to choose if i'm going to be freelancing oh, okay. and oh, great. my spare time doing doing work i i can choose luckily i can choose between projects okay and um i've been working this last year on a project another video game that was and um, it was for mobiles also. It was really funny actually, and I really loved the the art. So the characters were so inspiring and so funny that I wanted to participate. So for me, it's like um, I don't know. I always try to choose the things I'm feeling useful to do. Okay. It's not the things I like only. It's the things I can be useful for the team or for the project. Okay. And um, I think that's my main thing, like like being comfortable with the compromise or with, or with compromising in doing some things mm -hmm. uh, ex as, as an extra or freelancing. And uh, and yes, and sometimes I got to animate mascot from from a different uh, uh, another studios require me to animate a, a, a character that they need to do a bumper or something like that. So small okay. things, but things that I, I I can relate to. 
Cool. So uh, typically, would there be, I'm just, you know, I'm just, uh, that's, that's more a question about kind of an industry like standard or an average. Typically, would you be the only animator working on a piece? Let's say if it's, for example, freelancing, or would you be uh, joining a bigger team? Um, like, let's say several animators working on the same piece. Or would you have like full ownership well, uh over one thing? It depends. It depends on the project. Okay. It depends okay. on the project. Uh, this, uh, uh, when I was in the studio, I was the, the, the main animator. So I've had the responsibility in all the decisions. And um, now I'm starting a new project that, where I'm also, at the moment, the, the only one responsible for the animations. I mean, we are talking the character animations because there you have VFX and other stuff that other people take care of. But, uh, for example, the last project I did, the last year, uh, this game, uh, I was in charge of the main characters and then all the enemies, other characters animated. Because it was funny. When this game came out, uh, I started seeing uh, some colleagues on Instagram posting about their animations, and they have animated into the same project i didn't know but they animated a <laughs> uh, secondary character or whatever so it was really funny i was like writing to them like okay you participate in this project too. oh cool why uh, so um it was really funny actually it was it depends it depends on the project and it, it depends on the on the um, on the stage of the project you know yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. sometimes you started the project, or sometimes you are just just joining the project later. It yeah. depends. I see. And is there any difference in between animating characters for game versus for TV commercial, for example? Like, I mean, in style or just in in some details, how the work is delivered and performed. Yeah, there's some differences because as an animator, you always. And if you're working, uh, uh, <laughs> digitally, yeah. if you're working digitally, you have, you have to learn always, you have to learn on what you are going to be moving. Okay. Um, meaning there are always some technical stuff that you have to take care of okay. and get to know because for me, I was always working for TV commercials or sometimes, uh, yeah, when I was working for TV ads, for example, you have some standards and some limitations of stuff, not artistically speaking, but technically. Okay. Then we come to the uh, digital or the social media, and then you have to take care about uh, not being that heavy, the file, you know, to upload it then, and they have problems of, of playing it. And in video games, it's also the same. You have to learn the technical, um, yeah, the technical stuff that yeah. forbids you to do something or not in order okay. to the performance of the of the project. So uh, it depends, actually. But there is no limitation. Uh, you can do whatever you want if it's for video games or uh, 3D or... TV commercials or whatever, whatever. But you have to work knowing the possibilities and the limitations most of most right. of the time. 
Yeah. So I guess like the skill from what I understand from you, the skill is still universal and then the tools change and the limitations change, but still like the ability to see yeah. things that's okay. universal, it doesn't change from industry to industry. Yeah. Cool. How interesting. And so um, just a very, you know, personal take. Uh, I would I would be interested to know what moves you most in your work and in your career. So like, why are you doing all this? Is it because, uh, I don't know, do you think it's more for the process or like, is there your some final goal where you want to see yourself? Um, well, for me is first of all, because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really enjoy, I really enjoy getting lost in my own, in my own worlds and, 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 and be concentrated in things. But most of all, uh, because I really enjoy watching the reaction on people. Like I work for the audience. Yeah. I must say, because for me, it's very interesting uh, what, do I generate uh, to these these people yeah. with the things I do? And uh, I always uh, I always said that if you like something, there are another million people that might be like the same thing. So I like to experiment with that. I love to see the the reactions and and what the people can can take from that. That is the main thing for me that moved me to make animation. It's not a such a personal thing, actually. I don't see it as a personal thing. Okay. I see it as a if I can do something that modifies something or inspires someone, for me, that's it. Cool. Cool. I love that. And so um yeah, of course. And so uh, also on a practical level we've spoken about you know things that people always ask you like the tools but uh what is your best tip to uh beginner uh, animators and beginner artists or like artists who want to try animation as a career do not get frustrated at first <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing if you if you don't like the results of what you're doing don't quit. Don't quit. Because it's easily to it's animation is very is a very particular thing. You have to dedicate yourself many hours actually. And uh, and even though I'm I'm working in animation over 20 years, I get lost and get my own conflicts and get my own problems and Things does, doesn't always uh, came out the way I want, you know. So for me, it's important to be patient, to yeah. dedicate yourself, to dedicate yourself, and to really, really, really you you really have to like animation to start doing animation. It's a really hard work. It's not it's not that easy as everybody th might think. I yeah. think it's my yeah yeah. It does, but look don't. Don't, it doesn't look easy. Don't get frustrated. And uh, for me, it's fundamental. Not getting frustrated, being patient, and um, be really, really and extremely curious. 
Okay. Cool. I love it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Little tradition here on the podcast. There is a questionnaire of 10 questions. And okay. uh, to round this up, you'll have, I don't know, let's say a few words to answer each question. Um, and I'm ready when you are. Two words by question. <laughs> yeah, like a few words. One sentence, let's say. One short sentence. Okay. Ready? Okay. Okay, let's go. So what's your number one tip for combating distractions when working from home? Ooh. Uh, number one tip? Yeah. Disconnect well from home and turn off your phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, what's your favorite tradition or holiday? My favorite holiday is one called uh, St. John here. Uh, it's the beginning of summer, and they used to make this big fire burnouts and on the beach. Yes. That's and, lovely. And party and all night. Is in, yeah. Exactly. I love this one too. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite way to get in some exercise? Uh, uh, repeat. Hello? Yes. Yeah. Exercise. Yeah. In in what kind of sense? Yeah, just like your favorite way to exercise and like a sport or something or just something. Oh, like okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, just okay. Like well, old school exercise. <laughs> Yeah. No, I was I, I, I thought it was related to the artistic part. Like yeah. exercising something artistically. Just exercise. Yes. Well I love to I love to um I do yoga. Cool. I do yoga. And I love to I also do like circus stuff. Okay, like acrobatics. <laughs> like, acrobatics, uh, uh, training on the rope, training on the bar, something like that. Calisthenics. Yeah. Oh my god okay and also, and also a little bit of climbing <laughs> that is a little that is i think the most uh uh the most extraordinary extraordinary what i've heard on this question <laughs> i asked it like 40 times already i oh, am yeah. anyway so um what's your source of inspiration my source of inspiration uh my source of inspiration to give life awesome what's your most what's your most used emoji ah oh, this small tree with little leaves the green yeah. one yeah that one <laughs> oh we okay. say hello Just animation <laughs> yes <laughs> got it um what's the best piece of advice you have ever been given um the best piece was from an uh, an animator I, I once worked with. Uh, he told me like, it doesn't matter what people say, but you you keep on doing what you like and wait actually. <laughs> okay, awesome. Don't or uh, some sort of like don't listen to others just stay focused on what you want <laughs> that's 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 really important 100% agree 100% agree uh how do you celebrate little victories dancing 
Yes, awesome. <laughs> If you could see one movie again for the first time, which one would you watch? Wow. There will be many, but I think that would be Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. <laughs> Because I was like blown away seeing characters all around the real world, you know. Okay, awesome. Um, and uh, uh, if you could choose two famous people to have dinner with, who would you invite? Mm. Dead or alive, doesn't matter. Ah, it could be dead also. Yeah, well, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you have to choose. Well, that's a tricky one. Maybe I would have dinner with Uh, no, with Ayao Miyazaki okay. from Studio Ghibli and the Queen of England. <laughs> yeah, oh absolutely. God. I have too oh many words, too, too many questions to ask. <laughs> okay. okay, okay, fine. And finally, last one: What's your backup career? Backup career meaning like uh, if you were not if you were not, if you if you weren't an animator who would ah, you be? Well, the other day I was talking I was talking about that with a friend of mine, and I would be an excellent therapist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my god! I bet this year your services would be highly solicited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like they already are. <laughs> the secret, the secrets of the minds are really amazing. So I would be a really good therapist. Okay, amazing. We could have a separate conversation about that. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's it. Uh, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate all of you for coming on the show, and uh, uh, it was really interesting to learn. Thank you so much for for you know sharing all of this, and uh, would love to have you again at some point. And you know, like all the best with yeah, that new too. project really that you're want. starting. Hope you hope you enjoyed this this moment with you as, as much as I did yes. and uh, thank you very much for the interview it was really nice to meet you and to be sure. talking about things hope sure, you help in some sort of way yeah let's stay in touch and uh, thanks for coming again cheers thank you guys for being here if you liked the episode and got something out of there make sure you give us a little like that really helps us keep working on the show we're with you every week and before i go i'll remind you again that like this program waitlist registrations are open and the link is there in the show notes we're going to be launching a bunch of free likeness and anatomy facial anatomy materials for those of you who are working in 3d and in zbrush so make sure you click the link and uh, we'll be shooting you all this content in about few weeks time meanwhile bye for now and see you next week here on the podcast ciao thanks for listening to art heroes podcast check out www.artheroes.co for show notes more interviews and free tools made for you by our team of mentors tune in next week for more inspiration and keep up the great work hero Thank mm-hmm. you.